0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Veilcast. My name is Simo. Today I'm joined by Callum. Hello,
1: Callum. Hello, Simo. How are we?
0: Very well, mate. Very, very well. How are you?
1: Yeah, really good. Really good. Lots of kind of positive updates uh, that we've seen over the last couple of days. So uh, hopefully, you know, it's the start of uh, the the kind of build up to the new season. The pre-season's well underway as well now. So yeah, really... Can't wait to get back to Princess Royal now. That's the thing. We've obviously we've been talking about the Euros and you know seeing all this football getting played and um, you know fans coming back at the stadiums. I just can't wait to, to get back up to Banff and, and along to Princess Royal Park.
0: I am going along to Princess Royal Park tomorrow evening to do the 50-50. Um, and that'll probably that'll be my actual first visit to the ground. <laughs>
1: which Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to.
0: Long time um, in the making we- as well. <laughs> Before we start, I just want to give a thank you to our sponsors, Motive. Our show is brought to you every week by Motive, uh, our partners. Um, and we've got a few bits of, bits of news before we come on to everything that we've got to go over. Uh, we have a position for a kit assistant, uh, get a bit of experience, uh, get, get a youngster in to help our kit man. Um, I think it's a wee, bit, a wee bit of money every every. It's two nights a week. Am I right,
1: Cal? Yeah, so there's a couple of, I think, the, the the exact kind of requirements for that. There's a couple of training sessions and things like that to go to each week, plus obviously match day itself, um, just to, to kind of lend a hand, because it is obviously, I think it's one of those jobs that is kind of taken for granted, Um, mm-hmm. particularly at our level. You know, obviously the, the players, you know, have the luxury of kind of, kinda, well, maybe not last season with COVID, obviously, but you know, in normal times, have the luxury of, of walking into the, the dressing room and it's all ready for them and all, all washed and laid out and everything. But you know, there's a hell of a lot of work goes into that. Um, you know, even i even at our level, you know, there's there's still a lot going into that for for both home and away matches. Um, so yeah, it's just a, an extra pair of hands, and um, there is a, a a wage associated with that as well. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's it's obviously you know with with the level of football that we play at and the setup of the mm-hmm. club and stuff, it's not going to be an astronomical uh, wage that this person will take in. But you know, it will certainly give them a bit of experience and, and get to see behind the scenes of their of their local team. Uh, obviously, they'll get into all the games for, for, for free. They become part of the part of the, the club setup, you know. So, so yeah, hopefully, we can um, you know entice a a willing person into that position and, and uh, give them an opportunity. So yeah, really good chance for them. Um, plus, obviously, we've got our uh, we we put out another appeal the other day for, for volunteers as well for the new season. So, you know, there's a number of positions, both behind the scenes and more kind of match day focused that, you know, we'd really love to have some extra pairs of hands available uh, on a match day, particularly if uh, hospitality and things like that comes back as well uh, at the same time as fans coming back. So we'll keep you posted on on all of that. But yeah, if you're interested in, you know, giving a couple of hours a week, whether that is, you know, as I say, more of a behind the scenes role, maybe with uh, the the club admin side of things, Uh, I know we're looking at kind of assistant secretary and, and things like that, you know, really important, um, documentation to be done each year for the club's returns and things. So, you know, if anybody's interested in, in giving their time for that, um, then that would be much appreciated, as well as, as I say the, the match day volunteering, um, which is really the, the kind of bread and butter of, of our club. And, you know, I've said it until I'm blue in the face hundreds of times, you know, we, we couldn't do this without our volunteers, you know, whether it is that, you know, man in the turnstile, you know, going around selling the half time raffle tickets, and, um, you know, pouring the beers in the Sponsors Lounge, you know, all those kind of things are, are so so important to, to a club especially at our level and um, that again are kind of the unsung even unsung heroes of Devonville. and uh, you know we would always be really grateful for anybody else that wants to come in and get involved so so yeah that's my sales pitch for the evening <laughs> it takes
0: a village um, it certainly yeah. does uh, you can get on the website um and our website's like to our YouTube, our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can get through there on details on the kit assistant job. Uh, failing that, if you want to just send us a, a direct message via any of our pages, that's perfectly fine as well. We will get back to you, uh, me and Cal and them uh, ourselves. Um, what else do we need to go on to? We need to go on to our first pre-season result. And I tell you what, yes. it could not have went better. <laughs> 9 now. To the Vale. Nine now to the Vale. Uh, who we get? Whitehall, wasn't it? Uh, Whitehills yeah. White house Uh, yeah, so a great start to a pre-season. Jim has probably got uh, a lot to think about now because <laughs> um, you can't. They know you, you can't really pick out things that have went really wrong in a match. It's, it's, if, uh, uh, if you it's one games. of those games. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, first came back as well, and and you know, I'm not sure how far into season White Hills are themselves as well because they are. They're a great setup over there too. So yeah, certainly, I think that's a scoreline that maybe. Uh, Know, maybe slightly flatters us, I suppose, but again, you know, playing at a different level as well, so, so that's all got to be taken into account. And um, you know, the, the boys would have been absolutely busting to get on that pitch, I'm sure. So, you absolutely. know, that, uh, that, that that certainly sets the tone for, for the rest of pre season. So, you know, they've maybe not done themselves any favours with that result, I suppose. But, well, um, but no, you can not ask for more in a first game back, but as you say, I mean you know, from a team selection point of view, you know, I'm not exactly sure. Apologies to, to all the kind of viewers and listeners tonight. I'm not hundred percent sure who scored how many goals each or, or what have you, but you know, it could be a, a good chance to to just see what the team's gonna look like for next season and see who's kind of gelling and who's performing quite well together. So so yeah, great result. Great result. And, and I'm sure the performance was, was just as admirable as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We we've got a new manager and an assistant manager bounce as well. Um, so I'm sure all of the lads and it's from from what here as well. You're all know, working hard in the training ground as well. So yeah, we, definitely, we definitely, we've, we've started. It's a strange one, though.
1: You know, it's a, a strange one when obviously you're saying about the new manager, new assistant manager bounce. You know, for a manager that was appointed in January, yeah, you know, to still have that new manager uh, bounce in June. You know, it's uh, <laughs> but I think you know. That's probably. I need to go and have a quick look back over the fixtures, but I'm fairly certain that was probably Craig's first official match as manager. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's it a caretaker faces. spell, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's a strange one to wait that long for your your first maybe it might have been the second one but certainly the first couple of games as manager uh, proper of the club so uh, and yeah a few faces have of kind of come and gone since since January obviously there's been a you know a flurry of activity over the last few weeks with with players coming in I guess uh, but five or six have come through the door already uh, yeah. Um, Five. I think yeah, it was three and two, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. Five, five come through. Um, and we are, again, just kind of touching on, on transfers, I suppose. Because again, that's we something everybody wants to know about. Uh, <laughs> a couple of things cooking. A couple of things cooking. We are... Um, we're not we, done yet you know, we're are not we quite able, Nah, we're not done at all not done at all there will be a, a wee bit more activity I'm sure before pre-season ends but um, yeah a couple new faces hope, hopefully through the door in the next kind of week or so um, so again we'll keep you posted on that we're not quite ready to, um, to kind of dot the I's and cross the T's on those ones just yet but a few things cooking away and uh, yeah as I say it never stops does it
0: to get the uh, announcements first guys on all the socials uh, as the values want to be uh, make sure you are on them as regular as you can and you get all the updates as quick as, as quick as we can put them out. Uh, but yeah, like I said, you know, new, new manager, Craig Mo, uh, you know, new we've got new faces coming in, competition for places at a really good spot. You know, you can't think of a better way to start a pre-season. I hope Craig Moe can carry on this, this momentum. Uh, because mm-hmm. we are twenty-four days or so. Away, twenty-four days when this goes live. Uh, away from our first Not game, that we're counting, but <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like I'm feel like kind of marking it off, off on the wall.
1: Yeah, <laughs> marking it off. But yeah, twenty-four days to go. Um, Broda at home in that first game. We've started. And uh, we, we've got the fixtures up on the on the website as well. So um, we've kind of not got them all quite on there yet. I'm kind of working through that this week. But, um, but yeah, we'll have all the fixtures available. But we've got certainly the details of the first few. And, you know, it's not just fixtures going up and pre-season fixtures and things like that, but fans coming back as well. Um, there's a couple of games in pre-season where they will be behind closed doors just due to the setup of the venue. Um, but it is looking, touch wood, obviously things all subject to change. Uh, with with uh, We have seen a, a bit of a rise in COVID numbers And things like that uh, over the last few weeks So all subject subject to change And hopefully I'm not jinxing it now But it looks as though all signs are pointing towards Fans being in attendance for that first game back uh, on the 24th of July at home the Brodah, so yeah, hopefully we'll keep fingers crossed. And uh, as we we know, as much as you guys know, probably at this stage to be honest. So we'll just keep you posted with with all the relevant updates. Whether there you know there's opportunities to you know either even sit in the stand, I'm not too sure just yet. But we will put all of that out in advance. And then match day itself will maybe be a slightly different experience to start with for everyone while we get used to it all. Um, you know, social distancing is still going to be a thing, even with, um, you know, effectively, you know, we are outside when we're watching football, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, particularly in the stands. And if the lounges are open and um, then, you know, there'll obviously be a stringent kind of one way system as best we can and, and social distancing as well. So, you know, it will look a bit odd to start with, but hey, we're getting a chance to go back and watch the team. So, you know, I don't think we can complain too much.
0: Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out as well. When we go to Elgin, we c- you can actually live stream that game on Elgin City TV. I think for just for a small price of two pounds. Two pounds. Yeah,
1: £2, I believe so. You know, yeah, that's, a, that's, a
0: good, that's a good test for us. That's a really, really good test for us. Obviously the football league team, Elgin City. Yeah, um yeah. A good well, we've stadium. had them
1: before. Yeah, we've had them before in preseason. We so it's the under twenties team that we'll be we'll be mm-hmm. kind of matching up against. Um we did have them at Princess Royal Park maybe a couple of seasons ago I think and mm-hmm. uh, again you know a really good workout. Obviously we've taken a couple of boys on loan from Elgin so mm-hmm. you know I don't know if we'll get some inside information from them at all if they'll if they'll give us that <laughs> but uh, but yeah it's it's a, a good test you know we've got a couple of good teams that we'll, we'll be facing up to in preseason the, the the updated or kind of revised preseason fixtures list has, has gone up on the theville website and all the socials as well so feel free to go and check that out so you can see where you can come and watch the the team um but yeah we've got a few few interesting looking games there uh, unfortunately one game or a couple of games have fallen foul to um covid related things yeah um, i you know, way, on, but, really yeah, I mean, obviously we have seen Dundee Violet was was one you know who were going to be coming up to Princess Royal Park on the 10th of July. Um, Dundee is an area of the country that has had a wee bit more uh, kind of exposure to COVID over the last couple of weeks, with their numbers being significantly higher than most places. So, um, so just to be on the safe side, and you know, 10th of July is still. A wee while away, um, but just to be on the safe side, it was felt that that, that game should be should be cancelled, uh, and I'm sure we'll you know hopefully get that rearranged for next year's preseason. Uh, all going well as well, but but yeah, it's uh yeah we seem to be motoring along nicely, you know, towards some form of normality um, for for football and life. You know, hopefully coincides with that together. But um but yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. We'll keep you updated with with any new news that comes through around restrictions or being able to watch a game. Whether it's live streams, as you say, we've got the the Elgin City TV uh, link up that you can you can go on. I think it's £one99 nine, two pounds something like that. Uh, you can watch the game, and uh, yeah, we're we're continuing to uh, work away in the background on some new ideas for for the Vale online presence as well. Uh, looking at live streaming uh, options, you know, is something that exists in the league already, and you know, it's, it's something that we might be able to, to tap into over the the coming season. So yeah, again, just keep your eyes peeled. We'll keep you updated with everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, a big part of uh, what I'm going to be doing, what I'm going to be stri- striving for for the club, is going to be bringing in a, a an access to to Vale when when you're not just at the ground, you know, outside that, you know, if you know Vale fans that have moved away, you know, we. We get, they get in touch all the time and, you know it's, think, it's fantastic of, yeah, it's absolutely above. fantastic you yeah. know seeing
1: and, um, seeing the kind of interaction that we get from folk away from Banff, as you say and you know I, I speak quite regularly to the guys down at Kit Locker who, who obviously look after mm-hmm. our you know, online shop for all your replica kits and things like that so uh, again feel free to go and buy your, your available kits for the new season uh, it'll still be the, the same shirt as it is just now um, so yeah I speak to them quite often and you know the, the, the orders that are coming in you know are not just from from Folk and Banff, you know, they're they're shipping out worldwide, you know, we've seen shirts going as far afield as Germany and Canada and places like that, so, you know, it's great to see that the Vale's got such a a global following, I suppose. Mm. And, you know, again, the link up with with Motive, um, you know, as our main sponsor. You know, being a, a global yet local organisation as well is is brilliant for us. So, so yeah, it's really kind of widened our our reach. And um, obviously, since you, you, know, you got involved yourself as well, Simo, uh, a few months back now, um, you know, we've seen a lot of um, increased exposure on Twitter um, as as one kind avenue to, to take further, uh, and a lot of link ups that we're we're working on just now partnership wise. You know, I talked about some of the merchandise partnerships that, that we were looking at uh, and, and have available just now. Uh, there's a few more of them on the way as well, just to, to give you a little bit of breaking news, I suppose. can't mm-hmm. kind of, uh, too many details just yet, but um, I'm sure there'll be uh, ink drying on contracts soon enough with regard to all of that. So there'll be a few new things for you to have a look at uh, for the house. Um, but, but yeah, any kind of partnership around... And, um, you know, the opportunity for, you know, either businesses to, to interact with us online or, or things that we can do at the stadium as well. And, you know, it seems to be, you know, really kind of beefing up for this season, which is great. So, so yeah, the more the merrier. Feel free to come up, come along and get involved.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that does it for the Veil News. Shall we move on just quickly what's going on in the Euros? Yes. We'll we have anything else, I believe um,
1: that's it. I think that's about it. To be honest, it's probably yeah. something that we've missed. If we've missed it, we'll put it up on social media, we can talk <laughs> about it next week. So, so yeah, we're uh, we'll be starting the, the countdown to the new season. Um, you know, in a, in a couple of cast time, probably. You know, we've, we're still going to talk about the Euros, obviously, as we get to the to the end of that competition on the 11th of July, I think it is, uh, and then it will be. Uh, you know, everything pointing towards at home on the 24th. So, so yeah, awesome. but anything that we've missed this week, we'll, we'll certainly keep you updated.
0: Right, okay, we'll just finish off in some general football news. Uh, We went into the round of 16. Oh, we didn't, but (laughs) other teams did go into the round of 16 in the Euros campaign. Um, A few shocked results. Wales. Went out hard to Denmark. Uh, Nico Williams with a red card. Denmark four goals. Denmark just absolutely striving on. They've got, they've got a fire in yeah. their belly. I don't think they're going to be a team that anybody really wants to play just now. I
1: don't think so. Don't think so. I think the first team as well to score four goals in two consecutive matches at the Euros. So, you yeah. know, they seem to you know, having obviously had a horrific start to the to the tournament with, with Eriksson and obviously that first game that you know, really shouldn't have happened in the first place to be honest. But um, you know, they've they've definitely recovered from that. They've regrouped. They're obviously drawing on strength from from each other and, and probably from, you know, contact with Ericsson as well I would think um, and they look as though they're going to be a, a fair force to be reckoned with uh, as we move Absolutely. into the latter stages uh, of this competition um, feel sorry for the boys from sending them off, obviously we had them on last week to talk up Wales and say how we were going to be supporting them for for the rest of the tournament probably and mm-hmm. yeah, away they go the next week, so, so yeah, apologies to the boys if we've kind of jinxed it there for them but yeah, um, again a, a decent enough <laughs> campaign for the Welsh I
0: don't. Yeah, I thought. Well, I think getting out of the group stage. I think is for for us small nations. I think that's that's a, that's yeah. a good achievement in itself. Um, yeah, that's just the way a tournament football. One minute you think you can go, you <laughs> can go all the way, and then next uh, before you know it, you're out. Um, we on the same day on a Saturday, um, Italy made it past Austria. Uh, we then went to the Sunday, where Czech Republic uh, pulled off a shock win against the Netherlands. Um, Schick having another game as well. One of the Czech Republic players that scored against us um, having a particularly good tournament. Um, the Czech Republic as a whole were having a particularly good tournament. Um, on the same day, Belgium snuck by Portugal. I didn't really, that game didn't go the way I really expected it to go. Um, Belgium very much given up possession um, and and Portugal with twenty four shots, I think. But um, yeah. like normally, I think of Portugal. I think of the counter attacking side, and I thought Belgium would be the, the the team with the majority of the ball. But you know, Belgium stuck very very hard to the system. Yeah. Uh, you know took that one no victory Um so yeah we talked about it
1: you know right at the start you know that this would have they're, to, they're you know, a tournament all really, the way you yeah. know, um, you know they, they have got a squad that's been around for a few tournaments now so you know maybe a few lads that this might be a final Swan Song uh, tournament level for them so you know I think you know again yeah we said it weeks ago that they have to win this to be honest, mm-hmm. to, to be counted as success, being number one in the rankings for however many weeks it's been or years it's been counts for nothing. So, you know, I'm sure they'll be itching to see their name etched on the on yeah. the
0: trophy. That, I just feel like that, that, that Belgium team is too good to, to not win something. Um, as, yeah. as now, and to be honest, there's, there's a few
1: of the a few of the kind of so-called back background players seem to really come to the fore. You know, like Hazard, you know, not, not Eden, <laughs> uh, not Eden Hazard. It's, it's now kind of Thorgan and Eden rather than the other way around So, um, so like he's he's kind of stepped out of his uh, his brother's shadow a wee bit there. Um, it seems to be one of the the main kind of driver, not just because he got the goal, but you know, it seems to have been one of the main kind of standouts for them over the, the length of the tournament so far. Um, plus all the usual faces that you would. Expect to see there, but yeah, they, they seem to have, uh, you know, those that have dropped out of the team in the last couple of years maybe have been well, you know, they've been replaced very well, and um, you know, and they, they don't seem to have really missed a beat.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. we let next go to the Monday night. If you were not watching the football on Monday, then you missed one of the best days in football I can remember. Was <laughs> yeah. um,
1: that not when again, Love Island came back on as well, Simo? So there was probably a bit of TV competition um, to see what, who, who would be
0: getting yeah. a watch what after all this football. But. Clive Towsley actually mentioned it on commentary in the Switzerland <laughs> fans. <France game laughs> <and then. laughs> uh, I think he said, please don't leave us for Love Island. It is his exact words. Um, but yeah, Spain beat Croatia. Um, Croatia spectacular came back in like the last 10 minutes to yeah. bring it to 3 3 and push Spain into extra time. Yeah, crazy,
1: crazy game. I mean, Croatia side, yeah, um, and I mean, like the first goal for Croatia as well, you know, with the you know, what was it, a 40 or something, it just went right by the keeper, you know, who knows what he was up to, but um, but yeah. It, i had everything really that game, you know, and I think it was. It almost, I almost, I, I always feel like the five o'clock kickoffs kind of don't get the um, the kind of press that they need. To be honest with you, and we've seen that with the last couple of last couple of days. Obviously, we'll go on to, to you know the final kind of round of fixtures there, and um, you know the five o'clock fixtures seem to be kind of. Overshadowing the the so called eight o'clock prime time ones, so, I know, um, yeah. so which is a shame. So obviously a lot of guys will get back from work and they'll miss the first half yeah, hour some, or whatever. Some but, are still at work. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a shame, but you know, yeah, absolutely cracking game. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it back because honestly, it's it's just a fantastic, so fantastic game of football. Uh,
0: then we go to the upset of the tournament. France, the tournament favourite favourites from the start, uh, are be put out by a Switzerland side. Uh, a Switzerland side that scored four, no, sorry, five goals uh, in total against them. Um, three in normal time. Uh, a uh, spectacular pro- performance from Switzerland, uh, from front to back. Um, just, just didn't um, look as if they had a clue at all. They started with absolutely a three in the back system that they hadn't played for two years. Uh, Switzerland yeah. dictated almost everything about this game. Um, it was insane. Yeah. And then I mean, I think it could could was.
1: Yeah, I think France were kind of undone, as I say, with that defensive back line, you know, and I think, um, you know, Deschamps' kind of hesitance to bring in more left-sided defenders into that squad in the first place has been his undoing there. Because obviously, um, yeah. Lucas Stine the left Yeah, and Rabiot was playing out there, and he's, he's a he's a centre-mid, you know. It's so, so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they they just never got going, as you say. And I was, I was reading today, you know, that the amount of kind of arguing that was going on uh, within that French squad during the game itself was was obviously not healthy. Um, I mean, a couple of great goals as well. You know, it wasn't a scrappy uh, three all. You know, that's for sure. No. It was uh, again. You know, they came back from three one down as well. I think Switzerland. So, you know, yeah. credit to them. They looked dead and buried. You know, when uh, and you know when, the, when that third goal went in, and, and obviously you know Pogba scored a fantastic goal. Super. You know, absolute brilliant goal. One of the goals of the tournament Taunt for me. Ah, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. you know, to, to have the the confidence to to kinda the composure more than confidence I would say to, to kinda of caress that ball in the back of the net was, was just wonderful to watch. Um so they looked dead and buried, you know, in the Swiss and you know, they just never wrote themselves off. You know, and I think that's probably a lesson that can be um, you know, passed down to you know youth players. You know, at, at any level of the game. You know, as if you do go behind, is to is to not just put the head down and throw the towel. And you know, you can see how you know that, that Switzerland team you know really played for each other. You know, coming back in, obviously it was a, a great finish to the game for them, um, and then obviously went on to, to win it in, uh, in yeah. after extra time with the penalties. And and it was the main man Kylian Mbappe that, that kind of fluffed his lines. Tell you what, um, for the last pen.
0: I put it in my group chat I was like I could smell that he was going to miss that penalty on the walk-up I just felt because that's yeah. not a very impressive match he not yeah. I don't the
1: know penalty. Yeah, I mean Um, that's the thing. I've seen today. You know, Callum McGregor's got more goals at the Euros than Kylian Mbappe, which you wouldn't mm -hmm. expect to see. But um, yeah, I wasn't sure when I saw him coming up fifth because I mean France have put a lot of defenders up. You know, for the first four penalties, I think it was pretty much all their back line. So did Switzerland. (laughs) So did Switzerland. And great penalties from the lot. Yeah, I was going to say some uh, actually
0: superb penalties. Absolutely. Um, you, you
1: often see that, you know, maybe the pressure of being the, the, the main man up front, you know, taking a penalty, there's maybe that extra weight on your shoulders. Obviously, is the youngest member of that French squad as well. Um, you know, despite having been around, again, he's one of those players, he seems like he's been around forever, you know, for the last five years or so, but, you know, he's still only like 22, 23, something like that. So, you know, obviously there's a hell of a future in front of him. But, you know, when when I saw him going up fifth, I think Ronaldo had done it a few years ago where he didn't even get the chance to take a penalty. Um, I can't remember if that was for Real Madrid or for mm-hmm. Portugal in all honesty. But you know, they wanted to put themselves into that glory position, you know, of Home the winner. But uh obviously it wasn't the B and uh Switzerland go go marching on.
0: Absolutely. And the celebrations were absolutely wild. But what an upset. Uh credit all credit to Switzerland. I hope they can they can bounce on because they've, they've expended quite a lot of energy in that yeah. game. Um, we next go to uh, yesterday where um, England beat the Germans. Germany played their worst game in the tournament by far against England. I thought they were so so poor for the entire. You know what? Games. They
1: were they were so lucky to sneak through the groups. To be honest with you, I know they ended up in it was maybe second place that they did end mm-hmm. up in, in that group. But up until ten minutes ago, go, wherever they were, they were bombing out. You know, so uh, I've I must admit I've I've seen I haven't seen all of the German games. So I think maybe I've seen the two group two of the group ones and then obviously the England game. Um, they just they look a shadow of them their former selves, to be honest with you. I think it's a good time for, for change. Uh obviously a new manager will be coming in after the Euros. They'll probably see like some of those players that came back, maybe Hummels and, and Mueller and all that, that could well be the end of their international careers again. Um, you know, we'll see. But I mean there's some good young players that they've got, you know, I really rate um, Gogson's, um, yeah, came out of had, anyway, nowhere for me. I hadn't really Tony. heard of him before, but I thought he was a good performer for them. But yeah. you know, the, the the so-called bigger names kind of just didn't turn up. Um, no, and you that, know,
0: so Joe Berners was, was never new. Yeah. Um, Kai Havertz, Havertz yeah. team. Tony Chris is probably the only one that had a decent game in midfield. Goretzka, a player yeah. that plays for Bayern Munich, Champions League winning Goretzka had a, had, a, had a shocking shocker. game. Müller yeah, had a shocking a game. Um, Mats Hummels actually had a decent game, kept Germany in it probably longer than they had any right to be. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, um, yeah, I mean it's was, it was just a poor game for Germany. Credit to England for uh, for going and snatching the win. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they, for game. for me, looking at the,
1: <laughs> I, uh, I mean, looking at the draw, you know, you would you, you'd struggle to see um, you know any any team other than England now, you know making it to certainly semi-finals but I would expect to see them in the final And um, to be honest now looking at that draw I'm not sure exactly who they would be play in the semi-final but, um, but we'll go on to who they'll play next I suppose with, with the 8 o'clock game last night uh, with uh, Sweden and Ukraine which was another humdinger of a, of a match to be honest with you it certainly wasn't a boring one uh, another red card I think there's probably more red cards in the, the round of 16 than there were in the group stages to be honest but um, yeah another now, I mean, it was an exciting game. It wasn't one. The first kind of, the first half was a wee bit. Um, I used the Joey Barton for the boring. Um, I, I did switch off in the first half. I must admit, I went <laughs> on to watch a, a rerun of Would I Lie to You? So, uh, and then came <laughs> back to watch the football. So, so I'm glad I came back to it anyway because it was a, a great kind of second half, extra time itself, and obviously winning it in the 121st minute uh, to, to break Swedish hearts as, as Ukraine booked themselves that. that Match up against England now, so so yeah, I'll be. I'm looking forward to the next round. I kind of, I was kind of losing interest. I must admit. I know we, we come on and speak about it every week, so I have to watch it. I have to know what's going yeah. on. Uh, and even you know, just as a football fan, I'm not going to. Life a, podcast, a Major okay. tournament, but yeah, I feel like I just watched too much football, so I was glad <laughs> to maybe get a couple of days break, uh, and then we'll go again in the in the quarterfinals. <laughs> so so yeah, back on it.
0: Okay, uh, just to finish up uh, the quarterfinals uh, the first quarterfinals is on Friday at uh, five o'clock you have your Sp- Switzerland, Spain uh, and then the eight o'clock kickoff off is uh, the, the better of those two matches mm-hmm. in my opinion Belgium, Italy yeah. About the tie of uh, the round I would say
1: that one
0: Yeah, I mean that both teams that have done you know, particularly well in this tournament so far uh, and then on a the Saturday at five o'clock you have Czech Republic and Denmark and then both the, um, the, uh, the teams that are on form really um I'll mm-hmm. be an interesting one. I'm predicting goals for that one. Watch it go be a no, 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 and then on the eight o'clock you have Ukraine, England, where the the, the mighty Ukrainians are going <laughs> to
1: absolutely gonna do us all a favour. would <laughs> oh, you'd love it if they did, wouldn't you? You know, was, uh, uh, yeah, sadly, but, a knockout, hey, but- that's the thing. I mean they're the we, we I suppose we've got to put on our, our hat of diplomacy. You know, England are now the only home nation left in the tournament, so you know, we we obviously will wish them well. Um, you know, just as the same now with any team. You know, we don't have a, a an interest as such in any of those teams that are left, so we'll just enjoy the football and you know what, whoever whoever puts in the performance and wins that trophy in the end will be yeah. worthy winners, I'm sure.
0: It's pretty much business as usual for us Scotland fans and then yeah. am back to watch a tournament without really having any stakes in it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm i mean, sure some, it's
0: something that are all very used to at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Definitely.
1: Definitely. We just hope that, I mean, as I say, we wish every team in there well. Um, I just, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hope that Ukraine can do us a favour because I don't want to hear any more 66 and all that kind of stuff. So, come on,
0: Ukraine. <laughs> right, <to laughs> I think that's going to finish up uh us at Veilcast. Uh, once again, thank you to our sponsors at Motive. Make sure you check out the Devonville positions um, on our website. Uh, and we are back for you every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Um, We're still going to do a live show at 100 subscribers. Um So make sure you subscribe, make sure you like the video. Uh, it helps us out a lot and we will see you in the next one. Uh Cheerio, bye.